from Europe, telling us about a certain woman named Victoria from the mountains of Armenia, who was telling many people about the incredible future of a girl named Akiana. A little later, she called us herself, and with a thick Russian accent, tried to verbalize the spectacular events that were ahead for our daughter. Since she was a Christian and we were not believers, we did not take her passionate talk seriously, letting it go in one ear and out the other, completely rejecting it. Nevertheless, from that strange phone call, we took the hope that our daughter would not be affected by the trauma of the fall that morning. Maybe that was all we needed to hear. The next day, Akiana stopped crying, and her face began healing rapidly. After the incident, we never again swaddled her, but kept her close in a sling or a baby carrier. With her frequent giggles and sunny personality, our newborn brought joy to all of us. She was very affectionate, sensitive, observant, and shy. Our family led a fairly simple life. Marcus commuted a long distance to work as a chef, while I stayed home with Akiana and her two older brothers, Jean-Lu, two, and Delphine, four. With little money and no friends nearby, we had to create our own fun. Every day, I would dress our children warmly and take them across the cornfields to watch the sunset over the nuclear power plant that was visible on the horizon. We spent hours counting the birds in the sky and guessing which direction the steam from the plant would drift. At home, we made a swing for Akiana, where she spent many hours rocking and napping. The boys grew monarch butterflies from cocoons they found in the meadows, wrote their own books, and turned tree branches into swords. They made wreaths from flowers or pine needles, play-doh from flour, tents from blankets, and forts from cardboard boxes or snow. The children and I made carrot pancakes and almond cookies to share with the neighbors, but although we knocked on doors to invite our neighbors over for tea or dinner, we realized that no one was interested in getting to know us. Almost every day we walked a few miles to the playground in hope of meeting playmates for the children, or anyone with whom we could share a conversation. But everyone seemed content with their own social circles. Our daughter learned to crawl and walk very early, and after taking her first steps, she was very deliberate in every move, rarely falling down. The only delay in her development was talking, as she preferred to listen and would say only a few words. She always chose to observe new places and families from a safe distance before engaging in any direct interaction, and since the playground suited her personality, it soon became her favorite place to meet new faces, challenges, and adventures. Akiana liked to stay there half the day, even on chilly days, so we always packed books, blankets, and plenty of food. My husband Marcus's long work hours eventually wore him down. With severe asthma, his health began to deteriorate. When he took on a second job to help make ends meet, the combination of stress and asthma caused him to lose weight rapidly. Without money to see a doctor, he began to fear the worst. I would often hear him say, I might not last long. Please, think about how you, by yourself, could support our three children. There's no one to help us, and I am too weak. I don't know how much longer I can go on. Although I cherished my time with the children, because of the heavy burden of poverty and sickness in our family, 
I became involved in a sales business that surprisingly began to flourish very fast. At home, in the same room where our three little children played, I reluctantly learned about the outside world. As a toddler, Akiana paid close attention to textures and fabrics. She loved to bring home rocks, shells, leaves, and flowers. When we went shopping or out to meet people, she insisted on touching each person's clothing and feeling the different textures of skin. Since she was a very tactile child, we brought her a live bunny from a farm, and then a black Newfoundland puppy, which she loved feeding, training, and grooming. Her fascination with living creatures was apparent even then. Akiana was unusually sensitive to the moods of those around her. She was quick to sense someone's essence, even through the thickest masks of laughter and smiles. That woman is bad, she might observe, even if it was...